We've been talking a lot about this idea of cultivating our chi during the time of winter because this is the time when the energy is drawn inward and so it's an important time to rest more, to calm our mind, not to expend our energy as much and to have a more introspective lifestyle. Today might be a good day to discuss some of the stigma around meditation and the challenges that people face because with our busy lifestyle, it's often hard to find time to sit and try to concentrate for extended periods. Natural Healing Podcast, the show designed to guide, inspire, and empower you to elevate your health so you can achieve your goals and dreams. We are your hosts, Dr. Satara Moafi and Salvador Cephalou, a husband and wife team of acupuncturists and owners of a Center for Natural Healing, an integrative wellness clinic based in the heart of Silicon Valley. We're here to make the ancient wisdom of healing practical and accessible for your modern lifestyle. You have a long history practicing yoga and meditation. Why don't you give us some of your insights on that? Well, I have a very non-conventional view of meditation just because I look at it from the very classical yoga point of view in terms of the understanding of Ashtanga yoga. And Ashtanga is basically the philosophy of yoga. So what's been brought to the West is mostly the asana aspect. That's only one of the eight limbs. So Ashtanga means eight limbs. And in the West, we really focus on the physical practice of yoga. But yoga is an all-encompassing system. It's a philosophy that kind of guides the way that you live your life. And so in this Ashtanga system that was developed by Patanjali in his work known as the Yoga Sutras, he talks about the eight different limbs. And of the eight limbs, meditation is the seventh. And what's interesting about that is that it shows you that this is an evolution, right? You're having to progress along this path to then eventually lead you to samadhi, which is enlightenment. Uh, could you enlighten us with the seven stages? Was it seven or eight? Eight. Yeah, definitely. So the eight limbs are in this order, yama, niyama, asana, pranayama, pratyahara, dharana, dhyana, and samadhi. And I know I might not be pronouncing those as eloquently as I'd like to, but the meaning of each of those is the first limb is about abstinence. That's yama. So learning to have restraint. Niyama is the observances. So you're kind of watching how you behave in the world with the objects around you rather than just kind of living uninhibited as we might do instinctively. Like, Asana, our, like our dogs. Yes, exactly. They live totally by their instincts, right? Spontaneously, just whatever. Yeah, whatever they want, right? They want that piece of meat and they'll just jump at it, which is why you have to train them, right? You have to train dogs. And in the same way, we have to train ourselves to control those instincts. 
And the third limb is the one that we're perhaps most familiar with when we think of yoga, and that's asana. And asana is the physical postures. They're the ones that help to condition the physical body in order to then be able to sit for a more extended period and practice controlling the breath. And that breath work is known as pranayama, and that's the fourth limb. Once you have cultivated breath control, that's when it becomes easier to practice pratyahara, which is withdrawal of the senses. So no longer are you a victim to what's happening in your external world, but you're able to kind of draw yourself in and then go into a deeper state of concentration, which is dharana, which is the sixth of the eight limbs. Once you're able to concentrate and really quiet your mind, you then are able to embark on the practice of meditation. And that's the seventh limb. And eventually when you really get deep into your meditation practice, this eventually allows you to move into a state of enlightenment, which is known as samadhi. I think the challenges that people often fall into is that they think that when they're meditating, they have to have some sort of vision or like they're going to hear the voice of God during their meditation. (laughs) And why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, like you said, they have to reach some really elevated state. You have to understand that in order to be able to even begin the practice of meditation, you have to already have cultivated physical strength and mobility and flexibility. So there's not a lot of tension in your physical body to obstruct your ability to meditate. And you also have to be able to have cultivated a quiet enough mind that you're not so distracted by the day-to-day. Now, this is not the conventional understanding of meditation. The conventional understanding says that you just sit with things. And this is true, but that's more of a relaxation practice. That's more of a mindfulness practice. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. But what I am saying is that if you feel that you have trouble meditating, There's nothing wrong with you because it's a very, very advanced practice. And I kind of want to help people to look at this kind of advanced practice a little bit more simply to be able to incorporate the benefits of meditation without feeling like you have to be an advanced meditator. Well, that makes me think of the concept of Chinese medicine and the sinew meridians, the qi that flows more through the muscles and tendons. If those meridians that control our neck and our back muscles or extensor muscles, if they're too taut, so we have a lot of stiffness through our spine, essentially, then that means our brain is going to be hypertonic and hyperactive. So it shows how you need to kind of unwind that tension in order to be able to sit and empty your mind as well. That's a really good observation. And that's a really good way to understand this because I think that we are a little bit caught up in how to quiet the mind as quickly as possible. And sometimes it does take releasing the physical body first. And if you're not mobile physically, then it's different, right? Because that's some way that you're already inhibited. But you can try to unwind the body in ways like through seeking out an acupuncturist to do acupuncture to begin to release the sinew meridians or even getting massage, touch, you know, things that help to release the muscles and the different layers. And the waterfall meditation that we did in our New Year's Eve podcast is one way to relax those muscles, even if you're just sitting down. 
That's a great point. And I'll make sure to link that particular episode in the show notes, or if you go on the website, you'll be able to see that as well. So if you just visit a center for natural healing.com forward slash meditation, I'll make sure to keep that in mind so that you can link back to that particular episode and learn that meditation. The other aspect of Chinese medicine that I think is really important to address in terms of a better understanding of yourself in relationship to meditation and cultivation practices are the five elements because each of us have different personality types. So the five elements in Chinese medicine are fire, earth, metal, water, and wood. And if you go to our website and go to a center for natural healing forward slash blog, you're going to see a series of different articles that address the various five element traits and personalities and things like that. But the point that I'm trying to make here is that when you have more of a young or more active type of personality, so if there's a lot of fire or wood in your personality by nature, you're going to have a more difficult time meditating initially. So people who are more water types, people who are more introspective, more contemplative, more quiet by nature, who don't need a lot of social interaction, those types of personalities are going to find meditation more soothing. They're going to be able to get into it more. And sometimes it can be a little bit dangerous, right? Because meditating too much can pull your energy up into your mind. And if the body hasn't been cultivated properly, then you can start to develop things like vertigo and headaches and on the extreme case, potentially strokes. Well, that would be one indication or a contraindication. If a person has hypertension, you got to be really extra careful about extended meditation and also just excessive concentration to avoid creating too much energy and pressure in your head. Yes, absolutely. People with high blood pressure should definitely be careful doing meditation practice, especially practices that are not supervised, things that you're just kind of trying on your own, and especially the more advanced techniques, because I see a lot of apps nowadays with a lot of different forms of meditation. And I'm not discouraging you from trying. I'm just saying, be really careful and be really mindful of how it's affecting you mentally and physically as you engage in these extended practices. So what about anxiety around meditation? Because we're taught that meditation helps to quell anxiety. But you and I as teachers have seen that this is not necessarily the case for everybody, right? I think one of the biggest complaints I get from people is I can't meditate. It just makes me too anxious. Well, this is easy to understand because as we go into a state of relaxation and begin to concentrate more energy into our mind or into our head, If we tend to have anxiety or just a really active mind, this could get exacerbated and this would be uh, rooted in a state of excess heart fire. So if there's excess heart fire, a couple of things that we can do is one is you work with your tongue, you quiet your tongue, you keep your tongue tip pressed to the roof of your mouth that connects the, the main yin and yang channels, the ren and the du to help with circulation through your body, through your central vessels. And then also work with your breath because you want to really, the pranayama is essential here to really help cool the heat in the blood. And that will help calm your nervous system and your mind as well. 
Yeah. So just doing like breathing practices can be a good segue into a meditation practice if that's something you want to develop. Since relaxation is really the first stage to meditating and to allowing your your mind to become more concentrated, could you offer some tips to help with that? Yes. I think if you're dealing with, you know, something really extreme like trauma or that your body has recently been in some sort of an accident, you definitely want to get work with a professional, you know, through psychotherapy, through hypnotherapy, through physical therapy, just to work through some of that stagnation that may have accumulated in the body and mind so that you begin to clear some of the heat that causes that restlessness in your mind. Because I think if you try to do techniques when you're in that state of trauma or having a lot of PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, it's going to be really difficult and can actually arouse more anxiety. So that's kind of something to be really careful of before you embark on a practice. I really want to emphasize uh, hypnotherapy because you and I have both really benefited because you could tap into uh, issues that are perhaps unconscious that are still stirring you up emotionally. Absolutely. Yes. Hypnotherapy is, an, is a wonderful method. But just doing something to kind of help you to clear that angst, to help you get a little bit more quiet, at least in your physical state, to then be able to sit and cultivate a practice. So if you want to try to cultivate a cooling effect on your own, once you've kind of come out of that emergency state, if that's where you are right now, you can start by practicing relaxation. So the idea is to start preparing your body for meditation. And one way you can do it is through a method that I learned years ago. And it's been something that I do very regularly on my own, especially like if I'm having trouble falling asleep or if I have a lot on my mind. It's a very, very simple method known as counting down. So this technique focuses on helping you to relax your mind by learning to observe your breathing very deliberately. So let's do this together. If you're at home, if you're driving or doing something else right now, especially if you're driving, make sure that you're not doing this you know, behind the wheel. But when you get to a quiet place where you can just sit comfortably, you're going to begin by taking three deep breaths. And with each breath, notice your body relax a little bit more. We're going to begin the practice by counting down, starting with the number 50. So your next inhalation, you'll count 50. And then your exhalation will be 49. Inhale, 48. Exhale, 47. Inhale, 46. Exhale, 45. Inhale, 44. Exhale, 43. And then counting down, allowing the next inhale to be 42. Exhale, 41. Just on your own, continue to follow your breath and assign each inhale an even number and each exhale an odd number, just counting down. 
So the practice of counting down requires you to stay focused because it takes some concentration to count backwards. And you're just going to continue this pattern until you reach the number 20. And this will take a few minutes. So we're not going to go through the entire length of it in this recording. But what you're going to do is once you reach the number 20, you're going to start making each number one full breath. So it'll be 20 as inhale and exhale. 19, inhale, exhale. 18, inhale, exhale, and so on until you go all the way down to the number one. Now, when you're practicing this on your own at home, it's very common that as you're counting down, your mind gets distracted and you forget the number you're on. When that happens, begin again at the number 50. So start from the beginning and start to count down again. Inhale 50, exhale 49, continuing in this way until you reach the number 20 and then taking one full breath for every number from 20 all the way down to the number one. The reason you want to keep repeating if you aren't able to keep track of the numbers is because it forces the mind to reconcentrate. And you'll find that as you cultivate this practice over time, you'll be able to more easily count down from 50 to 1 without so much distraction in the mind. Did you feel different doing that practice, Salvador? Very nice. And it's really easy too. Yeah, that's what I love about it is you don't really have to think that hard or you can even be laying down, right? You don't need to have any special tools or abilities to practice in that way. Yeah, and I could feel my mind relaxing rather than straining, trying to think about what I was doing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So remember that in order to relax, you need to first feel rested. So sometimes when you embark on a new relaxation or meditation practice, you're going to want to fall asleep. I think that's kind of one of the other aspects, the stigma around meditation, right? People say, I can't meditate. I just fall asleep when I try to meditate. Well, that happens when I try to meditate when I'm in bed Mm -hmm. before I'm going to sleep. I often don't finish and I'm sleeping. But that's a good thing, right? That's kind of what you want. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. You just get your mind to such a restful place that you just sleep. Yeah. But that's why I like the morning meditation because, you know, that doesn't happen. Yeah. So that counting down should be a useful tool for you. You'll find that over time, you'll be able to complete the whole countdown and you know, less than 10 minutes or so. And when you do, your mind is going to feel more and more calm, but try to have it be about the journey and not the destination. Don't feel like this is an accomplishment if you get to the number one and that you failed if you don't each time you practice. It will happen over time. Either way, the goal really is to get more relaxed. So even if that happens from practicing it a little and then getting distracted, you still will feel a deeper sense of calm, I think. Yeah, absolutely. We At least I know I have, you know, we compare ourselves to others or to some unrealistic image of what we think we should be able to achieve. Mm -hmm. 
Now we want to hear from you. Visit acenterfornaturalhealing.com forward slash meditation and leave us a comment letting us know what are the fears that you have around meditation or what has been your experience around this practice or the practices that you've learned relating to meditation over the years. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Natural Healing Podcast. And we look forward to our meeting again next time. Bye.